You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I am Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined, as always, by EP Rinkside and Shapshots. Sean Shapiro coming off the New Year's. Happy New Year to you, Mr. Shapiro. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The uh, it's the uh, first day uh, back of, I guess, work in the year for most people, and it feels kind of uh, I don't know. I mean, sports working in sports media, as you know, Gavin, is kind of weird in general. So our schedules are always messed up. So kind of back at it, getting the legs back together, and yeah. uh, get, getting to go. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just so everyone knows, we are taping this on a Monday afternoon, so we're not going to go deep dive into L.A. Kings. So it's, you know, we don't want to sound dated here, but obviously it's a nice little road trip coming up uh, against the L.A. Kings and, uh, you know, against the Anaheim Ducks. Hopefully the Stars can continue their winning ways. Uh, On New Year's Eve, the tradition is back, a packed house at the American Airlines Center. And if you didn't watch the game and you saw the score, Sean, 5-2, to two, you're like, all right, Stars continue their domination. But then when you look, if you did watch the game, with just over six minutes left, it was 3-2 to two Stars, and San Jose just went on the power play. So this was actually a pretty close game. And I actually had for the first eight minutes of the first period until the Stars went on the power play, and then probably about the first once again, eight, nine minutes of the second period, I thought San Jose uh, did a great job uh, controlling the game. So a uh, big win for the Stars, but what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's to me, there's there's two main nuggets that come out of it. The first one was, uh, from I guess there's three. There, the team element was the Stars' good way to close out the year. Um, there was some give and take with San Jose as far as momentum goes and things along those lines. But in general, I, I really liked the way the stars handled this game. Um, Joe Pavelski yeah. takes, has a, has a tremendous night and the next day, and it was not because of that game, this contract was in the works. They were, they were working out there, but it's just fitting that Joe Pavelski has a performance against his prior team, a goal, two assists. And uh, then the next day, signs a one-year extension to remain in Dallas, a deal that is essentially um, a $5.5 million deal. I know it's $3.5 million base salary plus $2 million in performance bonuses, but those performance bonuses kick in at 10 games played and 20 games played. So Joe Pavelski is going to be a $5.5 million player next year. It's a bargain and, right now. Yeah, it's a bargain right now, and it's uh, – and you may ask, and I had someone ask me, why would they do it this way? Why do you, the reason you structure Pavelski's contract that way, and the reason you can do it, because he's an over 35 player, you only have to worry about the 3.5 when building your roster initially. It gives the Stars a little bit more 
cap flexibility in an uncertain cap world before the season. Um, so it's kind of one of those where Pavelski knows he's going to be making 5.5 million stars know that, but when it comes to a little bit of wiggle room needed in season or before the season to make things work, they have a little bit of that flexibility if, if they need it. That's kind of why this contract is structured that way. And it comes after a game where he just continues to prove how, how much of a bargain and of a signing he is from once he signed with Dallas. I mean, everyone, when he came to Dallas, I think we expected him to be good, but um, I don't think anyone expected him to continue to completely defy age like this. It's going to be really interesting, Gavin. Like one of the things like he will always obviously be remembered as, as a shark and everything like that. And that's something that is never um, it's people are always going to remember him as a shark, but he is now he's, he's signed on for a fifth year in Dallas for next year. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to be one of those things where people look back on Joe Pavelski's career. It's not going to be just, Oh, Joe Pavelski, San Jose shark. It's going to be Joe Pavelski, Dallas star and San Jose shark. I mean, it's, he's, he's always going to be the captain of the sharks guy who was there for that long and everything like that. But the way he's ended his, he's ending his career, the way he's been on this end of career trajectory, the way he has been, playing in Dallas like his lasting legacy will include his time in Dallas and you, you never know how it how and maybe and maybe and hopefully for the, the this podcast sake it includes maybe a championship too so yeah you, you never like <laughs> it's 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 impressive to see how that goes I mean the other takeaway yes about takeaways from the game um the other thing about Joe the other thing from that game and connects once again well to Joe Pavelski Pavelski had the assist on uh, Frederick Olofsson's first first NHL goal and we talked a little about Olofsson before but to me Olofsson has kind of done and gone and been that guy who has proven he should keep getting more and more chances and he's ready for the NHL and getting that goal and getting that very it's, it's a very simple play but just it's the type of little thing that starts that starts to create the separation in Jim Nill's mind when he starts to look at at the end of the year. Do I need Riley Tufty? Do I need Matty Blumel? Do I need uh, Jacob Peterson? Do I need Frederick Olson? Which one is going to get that spot? It's that little additional offense that's going to be the difference since they're all so close in the other facets of the game. And good on Olson for seizing an opportunity. Uh couple things so the two million that would come in bonuses how does that affect you said 3.5 get some cap room flexibility a tiny amount for Jim Nill that two million so if he hits his bonuses that goes on to the next year it is a uh, and this is where it's a true flexibility thing it's he and he will hit those bonus bonuses. The bonuses are it's a million at 10 games played, it's the second million at 20 games played. So he will hit those bonuses. Essentially, what it is is it's a flexibility that if it fits under the cap, if 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 that if the stars have two million dollars in cap space at the end of the year to fit the bonuses in, it goes against that year's cap. If it doesn't, then there's rollover and it goes and then it, it goes against the cap the following year. So if you're the stars, essentially what it is, is it's essentially you're kind of borrowing money against yourself a little bit and giving yourself some flexibility to have the option where next season you could have $2 million in additional cap space if you need to use it. And if you don't, then 
you've saved it against, you've saved it from the year gone. It's basically kind of that flexibility of you got a hundred dollars in your pocket. Are you going to spend it now? Or are you going to spend it later? And that's kind of how it works. It'd be interesting if he, because I mean, I think Joe Pavelski is a hall of famer. Um, it'll be interesting to see at the end of his stars career, if he does get in the hall of fame, I would think that that number 16 would go up in the rafters. No. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I don't think so. No, I mean, interesting. I, like, in, in, in not in Dallas. And this is not a... Um, this, the fact that the fact that Brendan, I mean, the fact that Brent number 10 is not retired in Dallas, and I'm not saying number 10 should be retired. I, I think it should, I, but you're right. But you're right. You know, and, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to argue one way yep. or another for yep. that. I'm just yep. using what is the general basis. And to me, the big one that's not retired, the two that aren't retired that show me that there's such a high bar is number 20 and number 35. The fact that neither Belfour nor Turco have had their number retired in Dallas. Agreed. Um, that to me tells me that the bar is so high that I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. And that's not a knock on anything of what Pavelski's done. He's been great. I just think in reality, the guys who actually have a legit chance of getting their number retired in Dallas on the current roster are 14 and four right now. Those are the two in my mind. Those are really the only two right now with a true chance on the current roster. Obviously you get some young guys who over the course of their career, you never know, mm-hmm. you never know what they, could, what they could, but, but right now, if you were to say, Hey, if you had to place bets on who would be the next two numbers retired in Dallas, my guess would be 14 and four. Okay. You know, they interviewed Olafson during um, in between periods and I know they wanted to focus on the goal and he just wanted to be a pro. He's like, you know, we got to come out here in the third period. And <laughs> he wasn't, you know, he was just like, he wanted to be the ultimate team guy. And just his story that you explained, Sean, about, you know, living in Denver, going to an American college, then going back to Sweden and, and mm-hmm. then finding his way um, back here into the AHL and getting his shot with the stars um, it's just truly a great story, and we kind of saw that emotion come out on that first goal. And I, I love those human element moments in sports where, yeah, you want to be a professional and everything like that, but it just seemed like there was a massive weight lift off, lifted off his back when, you know, like kind of like that dream come true, never forget that night moment when that puck uh, went into the net. Oh, and it's you love to see it, and you'd love to see more of it. I know he was fighting every inch to be a more quote unquote professional, but live it up, kid. Enjoy it. He scored yeah. in the NHL. Live it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and we can't, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't say, you know, amazing pass by Pavelski. But also, he had two San Jose Sharks on him when he tipped in the goal. I mean, that is just absolutely yeah. amazing. One to get the stick free. 
and then the stick control because basically he couldn't move it from side to side. So it was kind of like he had to put it straight ahead and angle it just a little bit. I mean, God, I mean, I guess when we look back at, and I know it's becoming an, a big NHL thing, you know, as far as, you know, changing the angle, you know, against the goaltender. But when we look back at tip all time, I guess we'd call it all time great tippers in the NHL. He has to be among the top. For Pavelski? Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's easily. I mean, it's hard not to. He's probably number one, honestly. Yeah, it's just well, especially for his size too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I mean, he is the gold standard for it. It's, it's kind of one of those those things where you're de- describing a talent and describing a player, and it's synonymous with his game, and it's. Um, it's something that other players try to replicate and some people marvel at how well he does it too. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. Did want to point out, um, cause I know you've covered him as well in 2015, if Genny was drafted 19th overall. And I guess for, this is one of those NHL stories, similar to what we've kind of talked about with Dennis Gurionov, where it's up and down because on Saturday night, I mean, you know, he looked like a really good NHL player. And I, I'm guessing that's just, you know, when you look at his stats and you look at his travels throughout the NHL circles, it's just not a regular thing. Yeah, I mean, I he didn't even stay, I mean, not in a bad way. He didn't really, I didn't really notice much about him in general. Um, and that's not in a bad, not in a good or a bad way. Sometimes you notice a player for a bad reason. He had a couple chances. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a journey where he's... Uh, it's a good reminder that other teams have first round picks that don't pan out as well. I mean, Svechnikov yeah. has just the one, one, he only has like one season where he's played more than this, this season now is only his second season where he's played more than 20 something games in a, in a season. So he's uh, just a lot, like a lot of potential there that never really panned out consistently. Um, just kind of, yeah, it's it's just a good example for if you're a Stars fan, don't worry, your team is not the only one that has had first round struggles when it comes to draft picks. Yeah, no, absolutely. 